0: hey everybody welcome to nvc 539 i am seth macy thank you for joining us super ninfrendos that one's stuck i'm sorry guys that's how it is it's here forever although this crew here i consider more of a super family com uh with me today (laughs) is Pear schneider who is hi seth hi How's it going there? I'm good, good, good. Keep going. Oh yeah, and Tom and Zach are here also. What's oh, up, guys. I... Nice.
1: <laughs> it's true. I was very excited for this episode until you started throwing in all these puns, Seth.
0: Oh. <clears throat> the worst. Look, I have to differentiate my myself in some way. And if <laughs> it causes you physical discomfort, I have to apologize for that. I love it. I'll tell all right, you. cool. See, it. there we go. Tom has given it his blessing. Stamp it of sticks, approval. It sticks forever. We have so much to talk about this week because we had the Nindie Direct. Let's get right into it. Pear is giving me the thumbs down. You can't see that on the podcast, but I'm assuming that's German for excellent.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's like the Romans. It was actually reversed. Got <laughs> right. mm-hmm.
0: Should we kill him? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> no. All right. Nindie Direct. There's so many games. Uh, probably the biggest, arguably the biggest was Among Us. Came out like what? R- like an hour after the Nindie Direct. Have you? Have any of you played it on the Nintendo Switch? No, not the Switch version. Which no, one? Among, among us. Among us. No, I haven't. Among among us. Among us. Yeah, my but friend I Gus. Know,
3: I do know that it shares the uh, the sort of funny PC mobile disparity of the mobile version is free, but the PC and the Switch versions are five dollars,
2: which okay. is like.
3: Because mobile is a different market and it's a different world, but like it is kind of funny when you then put that on a mobile device, like the Switch, and you're like, "Oh, okay, that's a little weird." When you could just put this on your phone for free, <laughs> that happens. How,
2: but yeah. it's uh, I'm I I heard it runs really well, which is surprising for such a graphically intensive. <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it's it's this and Cyberpunk are probably the two most demanding games of this year. Uh, my question is, and I guess since none of you have played it, how does the voice chat work on this? It's a pretty um, important part of Among Us. I'm sorry.
1: I have to interrupt. I I just sure. saw the most insane thing drive past my house right now. A hot, pink, a hot pink wood chipper on the back of a trailer just drove by. It's like a, tr- a normal truck, but then they had a wood chipper on the back end that was hot pink. Yeah, That's exactly. All. That, Sorry.
3: that seems pretty sus to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well done. <laughs> so it was
0: crazy. Good. Sorry. No, I, Among Us. How does the the voice chat work on it? I haven't used oh, it. Oh yeah, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I thought I thought it's uh, it's got it built in, doesn't it? Oh, does it? I thought because Nintendo has you know you have to hook your
2: smartphone to the Nintendo app mm-hmm. and then. No. Uh, okay so not for games like fortnite right there's right. there's certain oh okay develop developers can put their own uh, voice chat um uh, options in um
3: no i think actually maybe it doesn't have I, it no so the switch version i just looked up the switch version doesn't have voice chat but i and i thought this was it that no version of it has official voice chat you have oh, to use like external apps oh, that's to get right. Voice yeah, yeah, that's chat right chat working like okay. you have to be on discord to get yeah, voice yeah. chat working even on pc yeah, so, so the voice chat thing. doesn't work on, on switch because there's just isn't voice chat in that game.
2: It's got oh. cross play. It's got yeah. cross play. Right. Yeah. So, okay. You know, yeah, you, you, you definitely wouldn't be able to use the Nintendo app if you want to play with other people either. So, right. right.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, in a lot of ways that's better. Cause you probably have a crew of people that you play with. You are probably already have a discord set up for your among us game. Yep. So, ah, mm-hmm. well, that's good. So, uh, and I think the, probably the biggest thing about among us being on switch is now like so many more people get to play. Cause, yep. uh, you know not everybody even even uh a junkie gamer pc might struggle with a game as demanding as among us but
2: yeah you, sure, know. you know a lot of hardcore players may may have ignored this game and i'm not playing it but it is a it's quite the, quite the phenomenon it's it's blown up yeah. and it's you know a, a, a heavily streamed game because the interactions between the people are so so fun <laughs> and um it is. Let's see where it is on the Nintendo bestsellers list. It is I think it's, I think it's at the top. Ooh, is it number one? It is number one right now in digital sales. So uh I, I think that conquest is gonna continue. That game's gonna be pretty big here.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's a good game. It's a fun game. It's not like a it's not like a revolutionary or new concept, right? These sort of like social deception games, like werewolf and that sort of thing. Right. But like, it's, it's well executed. It does what it does. And it's really fun with friends. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see it come to switch for sure. And it like also is kind of an interesting thing that this is the first console it's come to, right? Like, that's, yeah. That's me.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, shout out to the hard drive. They do stream it sometimes. And uh, Phil Jameson is lethal he is impossible <laughs> to know if he is lying or telling the truth or not. So um, another big game coming to switch. Well, a pair of big games, Spelunky and Splunky two. Yeah. Tom is rubbing his hands together in excitement. I've never played Splunky. I own Splunky, but I've never played it. Who can convince me that I need to play Spelunky? Tom can. Tom, Tom there's no pressure at all. seconds. If I can, but I don't necessarily know if I want to. Okay. Oh, so because it's like that. Secret?
3: A A, if you're playing Splunky 2 is basically just Splunky One, but better. Um, it's just improved in a lot of different ways. I think you'll just enjoy okay. it more. So if you're gonna get, you know, if you're gonna play these, maybe play Splunky One just see where it came from, but Splunky Two is the, the better version. It's a masterclass in roguelike. Platforming kind of challenge in design. It is really just a pretty incredible game in that regard. That said, and the reason I wouldn't just like go out on a ledge and say everyone has to play this game is it is unbelievably punishing and demanding okay. and hard, mm. right? It is, it is a brutal, brutal game, even more so than a lot of roguelikes traditionally are. It is massively difficult and the learning curve is steep as all heck. Um if you can get over that, it's really kind of an incredible thing. But okay. like, yeah, it's 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 not something I would recommend just like like Hades is a roguelike where you're like, even if you don't like roguelikes, I'd recommend this game to you. Spelunky is not that if you don't like roguelikes, you should not play Spelunky. Right. Like it is not. A game for you. Um, but if you do like platformers, if you do like challenging games like that, it is really, really an incredible thing to like spend some time with and learn the systems and get comfortable with.
2: Are any of you old enough to know the original spelunker that this this game plays tribute and homage to?
3: I know uh, it. i never played it though. I had it is on it my Pitfall Atari Harry, or
2: no? no it's no, called it, Spelunker. I mean, it, is, oh. it is. It is. It's literally yeah. called Spelunker, um, and it's it looks very very similar. And it's like a cave yeah. exploration game, but it's um, you know it's not randomly generated. I played that on my Atari six hundred XL with ram expansion Ooh. back in oh, you got an 84 or something like that Ooh. um it, how many, and how it was bytes of ram expansion was that <laughs> uh, okay well the the 600 xl had only 16 kilobytes of ram and it, <laughs> the expansion which was like this big brought it to 64
0: oh it's,
2: yeah that's actually you. pretty massive if you think yeah like it. you know it made it a commodore 64 basically <gasps> oh, damn with more colors and worse sound um <laughs> Splunky is a really good game. It's just, it is punishingly difficult. So I don't yeah. know if you still like a challenge, challenge Seth or not. I mean, life is challenging enough, but look at me now. Mm-hmm. Conquering. Yeah, and, okay. and
3: I do want to stress, as I put that warning out, Like Spelunky, Spelunky and Spelunky 2 are phenomenal. Like They yeah. really, really are great games. They're just like, I also know people who play them and then are just like, I hate this. Because it's like right. the, the, the learning curve is extremely steep. Yep, so, right. like, just be prepared for that and know that going in. But if you can get over that curve, they are some of the most rewarding roguelike platformers out there.
2: And, and folks, Mitchell reviewed that, right? Gave it a 10? Yeah, he, he gave the second one yeah. a 10 this year. Wow. These are really fun games to play in a family setting if you've got older kids. So not little kids, but, you know, like teens to mm-hmm. hand off the controller and and actually try to last longer than the previous player. It makes for a nice little meta game.
3: And Spelunky and con- 2 has up to four player co-op and also four player competitive mode that's like not like um like not like towerfall levels of incredible, but like pretty dang good.
0: Well, I don't like to compete with my kids anymore because they're better <laughs> than me and I'm losing my
2: my ground with them and their Same. respect is a really okay. So I'll definitely play <laughs> multiplayer with them with Spelunky 2.
0: Uh Fist of Fluffs people really went bananas for fisty fluffs and this is a game about cats that fight each other mm-hmm. and uh that's all you need to know uh the, the, the thing that i enjoyed the most about it is the animation looks kind of wonky like yeah. they're moving when like their feet are moving but they're not quite moving with it so uh it's
2: very delib- excited about it's like deliberately goofy and yeah you know, silly and over the top um so the company that publishes rogue is actually uh that's run by Matt Casamassina, who um, used to do oh, wow. pa- podcast way before us. So um, you know, uh, this is his uh, his game studio picked this one up. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks really fun. He's he's yeah. very passionate about it and you know, <laughs> keeps keep sharing trailers with cats fighting with heavy metal music. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you need. Uh, very very valet, which I don't remember
0: anything about. So that's no no slight to the developers. It was a lot of information. Who can yeah. remember Very, Very Valet?
3: This a cute little parking valet
0: game. Oh, yes. Now I remember. You, the valet. <laughs> this, is, this is the thing about Oh, this, right, this right. The one about the valet. Of course. <laughs> right. ah, it's all <laughs> coming back to me now. I don't know how to say the next game. Uh, Tuncha, toon, I think. Tuncha?
1: Tuncha okay. looks yeah. cool.
0: I like yeah. the look of that one. Yeah. I'm glad that you, you guys were here to, to pick me up. Yeah, and make me not have to say "tunche" improperly. I was going to say "tuncha."
3: I'm I'm not entirely sure. I think that's correct, but I'm not entirely sure, so I might
0: be wrong. Well, pronounced t- "tomba." <laughs> this one I'm very excited about: Cyber Shadow, which is by uh, Yacht Club Games. Hell yeah! Developed by Mechanical Head Studios, it is a uh, throwback 2D action platformer. It looks like Ninja Gaiden, but like cooler, and it has that sort of nice-looking yacht club. Shovel Knight sort of polish and on the switch edition, throw your little Shovel Knight amiibo on there and guess who's going to come and see you. Guess who's going to come visit your cyber shadow Ninja boy.
2: Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight characters. Yeah. I I, feel like the answer to any cameo question now is Shovel Knight. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Guess who's here? It's Shovel Knight. Uh, man, I can't wait for this game. This yeah. game looks awesome, man. Super, I, super I, stoked. I love The Messenger. Big fan of The Messenger when yeah. that came out a couple of years ago. And um, this game looks like kind of a marriage of Shovel Knight and The Messenger and has this awesome 16-bit art style. You play as a cyborg ninja that like, you can oh. upgrade and and utilize all these different attacks and, and stuff. Like, man, this game looks killer and it's coming in at the end of january it's out on january, yeah, 26th, january 26th so it's like
0: right around the corner it's crazy did you play uh panzer
1: paladin at all did you try that one out, i didn't i didn't play panzer paladin it was on my list of stuff to play this year and i, I just haven't got around to it but i've got a couple of weeks off coming up
0: i'm saying i reviewed that one i boy. gave it an eight Video games boy that's a fun game and uh cyber shadow i i just i love any game that sort of just has that feel to it yeah i'm an old, yeah. I'm an old man so uh calico available now this lets you Play out your dreams of owning a cat cafe. There's a real cat
2: heavy. uh, Nindy direct this week it was it's it's very it's very Animal Crossing, right? If I if I understand this game. Yeah, completely.
0: a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's kind of it's in that vein of either Animal Crossing, Stardew, My Time at Portia, like that world, right, of like running around town, meeting characters, building up your little thing in this case is a cafe. It's very cute. Yeah,
0: that's I mean, that's kind of what the Nindy direct was you just, you know, It's so cute, but yeah, uh, Alba, a wildlife adventure, which I think is about Steve Alba, the professional skateboarder, but I'm not sure. Uh, Uh, It's actually, it's actually Jessica Alba, professional actress. You know that they're, uh, they're
2: cousins. That is not something that I made up. That's true. So that's the, um, that's the game from the, the Monument Valley people, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's like, uh. It's it's kind of like an animal cataloging rescue open world game. I, I haven't played it, but it was really well received when it when it came out on PC. I remember, and I think it's on, on iPhones too, right? Yep, Apple uh, Apple Arcade. Yeah, actually, I will I will download that and play it. Here's another one. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing
0: correctly. Gnosha. <laughs> yes, I think the G is silent. Yeah, oh. I think it's I think like, so it's not like Gary Gnu. No, nobody nobody gets the the great space coaster reference from the 1970s <laughs> okay that's fine that's fine um uh, this is a visual novel you're solving who's been taken. oh yeah dude why do i not remember these until i start you know we're till we're 10 minutes into the show um you have to figure out who's been taken over by the Nosha, and it's mm-hmm. sort of like a, a single player among us it, it gave off vibes but more stylized like you're trying to figure out who who's been taken over rather than who's like an imposter. And it says, you know, like five to 15 minutes. You can just jump in, um, play a game, jump right and, back out again.
2: Yeah. And then the style is a little bit more like anime visual novel. Right? Yeah. It's like, it's not kind of a map based game. It's more like talking characters and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 I was into this one. Then there's happy game, which is uh, an ironic name because it has unhappy imagery. That was coming spring. And then on the highlight reel, super meat boy forever, which is mm-hmm. 23rd, which is next week Uh, grindstone, which nobody seems to care about at all. And on this podcast, nobody has mentioned it. We'll get to it. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, When the past was around, which was, which is available now cosmocrats, which comes March, 2021 is a timed exclusive hoa, which is April, 2021 hazel sky. These are all spring, 2021 trash sailors, which is basically uh, the true story of me uh finding paradise which is available also available spring 2021 so there it is your nindy direct let's talk about the biggest surprises and disappointments of 2020 for your nintendo lifestyle um for me personally the biggest surprise and disappointment this year was that nobody could get a switch For most of the year, once people started having to stay at home, the Switches were gone. And it wasn't until maybe like August that they started to become more wildly available. And that is so surprising to me. I I mean, I knew that the Switch was going to be selling great because everybody loves the Nintendo Switch. I didn't expect it to be selling out. And as somebody who monitors stock and, and has, you know, as part of their job, it was so surprising to see the base Nintendo switch only available on Amazon third party for four or $500 for most of the entire year. And I think related to that was another surprise of 2020 was that the animal crossing switch
2: came back and you could just get like five of those if you wanted to. Yeah, it was, it it was strange. You you can definitely uh, it, it wasn't just the impact of, you know, the, the pandemic and Nintendo having to shift manufacturing the thing just sold so well right mm-hmm. like it set new records and sales uh which is if you go back to the Wii days the Wii was you were unable to get a Wii in the first whole year yeah but then you know they just made a ton of them and the thing kept on selling um for for a while um but this is this is very unique and very different the Switch is definitely hitting this this different this niche and then games like uh Ring Fit Adventure that constantly sold out in yeah. all territories. Like in Japan, people were clamoring to get it. They were like, if you um my, my daughter sent pictures, but if you went into a game store, there'd be a display saying sorry we don't have Ring Fit Adventure. So oh wow. Um, yeah, big, big success there too. Yeah, it was the
0: same here with Ring Fit Adventure. It was, you know, we would constantly when it would come into stock, we'd tweet it on IGN Deals and then like five minutes later it'd be gone. You know, it was almost as hard to get as like a PS5 for something that, I don't know. Like a weird little Nintendo thing. I right. thought that was pretty cool. Anyone else have any surprises or disappointments of 2020 yeah, for I Nintendo?
2: I can go next. Uh, biggest surprise for me is kind of a tie between Paper Mario actually coming back. If you guys remember, like we were not counting on a Paper Mario game this year, and it just popped out out of nowhere. Um, and I really enjoyed that one. It's tied with Mario Kart Tour, which is just... You know, I try, to, I, predict, I try to predict what Nintendo is going to do, do next. And because I have 2,000 predictions um, every year, some of them come true, could not have guessed at a card-based AR game. So that was a big surprise, really talented team behind it. And it's, it's a fun little uh, toy and, and, and tech experiment. And then biggest disappointment is November's lead game. Which, you know, like uh, nothing against Hyrule Warriors, but I was ready for Breath of the Wild 2 or or Metroid Prime or anything like any of the kind of like top line Nintendo made games. And there just wasn't one.
0: Yeah. It's a weird year. Yeah. Zach, you're being awful quiet over there. I'm just listening Um, once again,
1: Pear comes in to steal my thunder because I was going to say <laughs> my biggest surprise was how you much could... I enjoyed playing Paper Mario 2. How I was so, so surprised that that game was so like charming and cute and fun. And I really, really had a good time playing that. But Pear already said all that stuff. And then I was going to say that my biggest disappointment was that no Zelda and no Metroid. But lo and behold, Pear Schneider comes Old. in. Oh, and then there's no Zelda this time, so I just wanted to have the Zelda game, but there wasn't one. So yeah, well, yeah, so yeah I
2: exactly. mean, we already talked about. Pair, pair always stealing too. my thunder on Nintendo Voice Chat, unbelievable. Hey, Seth, let's, let's edit this out because it's just the same information that he took from. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna pair I'm gonna pair switch repeat offender tracks. Schneider. We're calling him. <laughs> Why don't you go next? Um, next time you go first. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. tom what about you he'll be sitting there going like oh i haven't really thought about it hold on what do you think
0: (laughs) tom what's your biggest disappointment and biggest surprise for nintendo um
3: my biggest disappointment was similarly but more broadly that they just sort of didn't talk about any of this stuff right and it was not a disappointment that was surprising because Mm -hmm. of COVID, right like i guess it was it would have been surprising at the beginning of the year but it if you told me that they're literally not going to mention breath of the wild at all. Um, But with everything that happened this year in COVID, like it does not surprise me that they didn't, that they sort of just hunkered down this year a little bit, but it was a little bit disappointing that we basically just didn't get much. Um, Biggest surprise, like honestly, I think it might be overall Hyrule warriors Mm -hmm. as like a concept the idea that they would do a prequel musou game that is canon like they've never as far as i know they've never made a direct sequel zelda game besides like what like the like technically majora's mask and like technically the wind waker follow-up phantom hourglass right like there's little bits of that but that's not like literally them saying this is a direct sequel uh so they've never done that let alone a prequel right Mm. like this is the first time that nintendo has really dive like delved into a single zelda game as a continuing story and
2: that's crossbow training of course tom (laughs) who could forget Right. Continued the great narrative.
1: Uh also Skyward Sword was the original Zelda prequel.
2: Uh right, well, technically, man. you know, if you look at yes. the character, all character
3: right. and let's get okay. All right. Let me roll up my sleeves. Let's get real pedantic here. No,
0: <laughs> yeah. no, no. no. Yeah. We're just, we're just Hell pedantic. yeah, that's let's what it. the show's all about. No, 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 look, I'm the host. I say yes. I'll yes. Go for it. <laughs>
3: All the Zelda games are a continuing story. They have their own weird, messy timeline. Some of them mm. relate to others. Some characters continue over. But in this, to this extent, Nintendo has never, set, never really taken the exact same link, the exact same Zelda, the exact same world events on the exact same map and said, yeah. we're not only going to continue this story directly, we're going to give you backstory of, for a prequel of it too. Like that is... I think that signals something to me and kind of like a change in kind of how they're handling some of their stuff like Zelda, like Breath of the Wild, I think was just so popular that they're really leaning into it. And that surprised
0: me to this extent, I think.
2: Well, technically an Oracle of ages. The
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there wasn't, an official timeline until Hyrule Historia came out, right? Yeah. Like, well, there wasn't an official timeline because they had to make it up, well, right? Exactly. And right. then look when you look at it, you're like, well, none of this makes sense. So to, like, well, this is
2: the hero's the path, things. and they're like, how do we fit these together? <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> exactly. and I and I will continue to say, yeah, there are examples of it in the past, but to this extent, I think to right. this degree, mm-hmm.
2: no, yeah, yeah, we, we totally agree. We're just being yeah. asses.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my biggest surprise. It's just kind of both Zelda-ish, right? Like both in what we did and didn't get from breath of the wild
0: basically. Yeah. Yeah. Such a weird year. I forgot my other uh, surprise and I was legitimately surprised. when super Mario 35 came out like it's a super Mario battle royale and it's out now. What? And then I, you know, played it, loved it, was really good at it, reviewed it, gave it a seven, I think. And I don't think I've played it since then. So Yeah, and the fact that it's a timed exclusive as far as, like, being, or excuse me, it's timed availability. Like, after, what is it, March? You won't be able to play this game anymore.
2: So they're going back to their old, like, Satellaview approach where, like, they're (laughs) if you're part part of their online service, you'll get surprises, but they may not last forever, right? Yeah. Like the the BS Zelda games, broadcast satellite, that is.
3: Can I change my answer?
2: Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll let it.
3: My Check biggest
0: judges, yeah. My fine. biggest
3: t- disappointment of 2020 is that uh, repair centers closed down, and they still haven't said anything about drift beyond this is not an issue. We promise it's fine. Don't sue us. Like that's like my my biggest disappointment of this year is that Joy-Con drift has not been solved. They're continuing to be litigated about it, and they're basically being silent in the face of all that criticism. That's uh, my biggest Nintendo mm-hmm. disappointment by a mile.
0: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I was playing. The other day actually, and I never play in handheld mode. I always play with my my uh pro controller and I popped it out and I was like, Oh no, everything's just going everywhere. Like my drift is no longer just drift. It's just random. It'll sometimes go like left, right, up, down, just all wow. over the
2: place. Yeah, yeah, it's a real big bummer. But yeah. go into the you know, the switch has the built-in menu where you can test the sticks and recalibrate. So do try the recalibration avenue first because that fixes some small things, but yeah. I would send it in if, you know, anyone who has drift or issues with controllers, there's something wrong.
0: (laughs) My neighbor sent hers in and six weeks later, they came back and they worked perfectly.
2: So (laughs) I would would not be shy to get them replaced.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, if I were you and I had to get 3,200 Joy-Cons replaced,
2: that would be... I had three pairs replaced. (laughs) Really? (laughs) But like, and each time I'm sweating because if they don't have those colors anymore, they might just send you gray ones back. Oh, woof,
3: That's terrifying.
1: So why why wouldn't you just keep the limited edition ones? Well, that's why off the shelf, and and, you know, like not not play with those ones. Yeah, I would not send them
2: in.
0: If someday in the future, you know, there'll be a, a Nintendo historian, they'll be like, we know these are genuine because they have drift yeah that's right. <laughs> That's how they know <laughs> uh, uh let's I, oh go ahead no go ahead zach because i was i, gonna I was gonna say
1: i think luck. my actual surprise and disappointment my, my surprise is that nintendo brought some stuff out of the vault this year and had you know released the super mario uh 35th anniversary or the i'm sorry the 3d all-stars collection yep um, and I think my biggest p- disappointment is the 3d all-stars collection, because it was like such a bare bones collection of, of, uh, ports, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed spending some time with those games again, but I think that there was a lot more that could have been done. And for, a, you know, a, as highly as they touted and as big a spectacle as they made the, the 35th anniversary of, of Mario, it was like, okay. And then here are three low effort ports
0: (laughs) uh excuse me but to be fair i watched the my life in gaming yesterday about the best ways to play super mario 64 and they said based on their testing and expertise that the 3d all-stars is the best version of super mario 64 that has ever existed to this point
3: so except for the version where no (laughs) it it, it, is (laughs) an unreal on pc that doesn't Uh, count (laughs)
0: you might as well just send yourself a cease and desist letter and not even spend all the time (laughs) in unreal to do that. But anyway, speaking of disappointments, uh, the Nintendo switch online games got announced and boy, oh boy, we've got uh, (laughs) donkey Kong country three leading the pack. I never played that one. So I'm excited. Big one. Yeah, that's a big one.
2: It's good to get all the DKC games out. Right. When I was when yeah. I was a little kid, Donkey Kong Country Three was my
3: favorite because you could get in a little hovercraft on the world map and like drive around, and I just
0: loved that oh. as a little kid. See, I never played it because I'm sure it came out well into the PlayStation One lifecycle, and I had just like, tootie like, gaming, no way, that's for babies." I'm a I'm a cool like polygon boy now, and I'll never go back to that. Now you know it's like. It's all I ever do, but that—that's kind of the game. And then there was—I uh, don't know why I didn't write them down here, but um <laughs> it's a rookie well mistake. Thanks, thank you. <laughs> there were some other games that came out, like <laughs> from uh, Jalico, which I looked. I actually made a okay. uh, a spreadsheet somewhere. It's—I um, uh, I, mean—I can 19, tell them it's—it's it's Super I mean, Four. Yeah. Okay. Which is not example. a Jalico game tough no that's right tough enough which, which is, is and yeah. has a sweet Rob Liefeld
2: mm. cover art and then Ignition Factor another Jalico, and then Nightshade for the NES too which is by Ultra which was Konami's subsidiary
0: that they invented to skirt uh, mm-hmm. Nintendo's licensing rules because you could only make like five games per year I'd never heard of that game and which is crazy because Ultra and Konami were like two of my favorite developers when I was a kid mm. I looked into why Jallico has such a huge presence like after Nintendo first party Jallico is the second biggest publisher uh, of games that are on the online service and it's because the company City Connection company owns the entire library and they license those games out for like 10-15 bucks yeah so since this isn't a virtual console where you are buying a game, there's not really an incentive for Nintendo to seek out these more. I mean, I'm just playing, you know, um, this is all conjecture, but there's no real reason for them to go looking for those expensive licenses like Contra. I'm pretty sure that is a very expensive game and a very difficult game to wrangle the rights for the, uh, the Hmm. NES version. I know that when NECA put out its action figures, they got held up in like licensing hell. Forever. Oh wow! Um, yeah, because over it's just Contra. A, over Contra. If I had to guess, it's because Contra so liberally borrows from the aliens and like Predator franchise that there's sure. probably some, some little, you know backroom dealings that have to happen. some palms have to get greased but yeah it's uh it's a bummer but that's that's what we got i don't yeah. have any love for any of these games no all- nobody's nobody's ever heard of these games
1: like this <laughs> is such a bummer like what a, like it was like oh all right new new nintendo online games and It is like oh all right i guess these are the new nintendo online games like, dude, yeah
2: this is lame Just- Jellico licensed some quality games um, back in the in the past, like some existing franchises, and ported them over to to consoles. Um, but mostly, I found out the hard way um, that Jellico was not the greatest brand. Like, I just bought random games that look cool when I when I lived in Japan, and like after a while, I'm like, all right, <laughs> so I see a pattern here. When it starts with a Jellico or the Banpresto logo, you can expect something that was basically farted out. Not that great. But yeah, they are the, I mean, a couple of good licenses.
0: I mean, they're uh Bases Loaded was one of my right. favorite NES games that uh, I mean, we used to play that when I was in school all the time, and the favorite thing that we used to do is we would intentionally try to bean the batter so it would start a bench clearing brawl. Yeah. That was, was a that was a very exciting thing. And also the Boston team, the Boston team is wicked good,
2: dude. Yeah. But Had I wicked I want... good stats. I like <laughs> It's fine for you know these kind of forgotten and not beloved games to come back, you know, just in the effort of preservation to make them accessible in some way. But like the stuff we really need is like Ogre Battle from Atlas on the Super yeah. NES, like that sort of stuff would yeah. be so much better here um, and actually get people excited.
0: Yeah, the the list of uh, of publishers that are that are not Nintendo is a who's who of who you know classics from culture brain uh american sammy uh of course we Jalico, sunsoft is on there ultra is on there uh natsume is on there and there's a couple capcom games but yeah i mean
2: for the most part so what's happening though is and this is different from the virtual um console days right even if nintendo compensates the even though nintendo compensates the companies for carrying these games as part of their online plan Nintendo proved with the Super NES Classic that you can do standalone releases of these classic games in in a major bundle and it works really well. And so that's why you're seeing like the Capcom arcade collection now and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a lot of the publishers that actually have good games say, well, why should we license single ones? Let's just do these packages and collections.
0: Right, and that's what I was going to say. That's another thing, is there's these great you know, collections now. There's the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, the Mega Man Collection, the Mega Man yep. X Collection, um, the, uh, 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 the Contra one that are all done by M2. Yep. I'll talk about that when we get to what we've been playing. But very excited, because last night, out of nowhere, a Bravely Default 2 demo
2: mm-hmm. appeared. I started and it. Descended. Yeah. It just it, it autofilled the name Seth and I quit it immediately.
0: <laughs> so
1: so uh, hurtful. I, I saw that this I saw that this demo went up and yeah. I I want to play it. I'm curious because we're so close to bravely defaults to uh, release. Do we know if saves carry over from? They do this, not. This demo? So, oh, yeah. No, this is a standalone.
0: Ooh. It's because it doesn't start you from the beginning. It starts you at like level six and you're already geared up and you already have you know some some job. Um, uh, some job yeah I've, been spoiled. Not, yeah,
1: I've been spoiled by too many uh of these like crossover oh, demos. You know, like I I only want to play a demo now if I if my progress will carry over into the full game because yeah, I'm not really yeah. interested in playing a five hour demo and then playing those five hours again later, you know. That, I'm <gasps> a busy right. man. Like, I don't have that kind so, of time.
2: But you can I mean you don't you don't have to play the full five hours. Five hours is the cap before it resets you in this game. But like Wow, I just guessed five hours. That's impressive. You no, know, you're absolutely yeah. right. It has a five hour timer, yeah. But but the um you know, I, I think they probably really wanted to let you ca- keep you safe, but because the prologue probably starts really slow and has you like create, uh, like just go through all the tutorial stuff. They probably didn't think it was good to let you start with a prologue and then mm. jump you right in with a party, exploring being close to a town, being able to experience mm-hmm. battles and all of that. So it's probably a better idea for them to show you the game, what it looks like when you actually got going. But it is very early on in the game. It's not, you know, it's not like the last demo where you're jumping into a later place. And, um,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they did a lot of adjustments to the game. They, you know, they there's adjustable difficulty that you can change whenever you want to. So there's casual, normal, and there's hard. Um, the overworld monsters are aren't as fast, so you're, it's easier to run away from them, and that is good. But one of my favorite things about Bravely Default was that you could adjust the monster encounter rate so if you were in a dungeon and you only had one hit point you know everybody had poison and you had one hit point left for whatever reason you could just turn off monsters and walk back to town and Mm -hmm. heal everybody up which is always the worst part of role-playing games is when you die deep into a dungeon and you have to do it all over again i love that on the other side i love that you could turn the encounters way up and i'd just be in bed just grinding levels with you know every two steps there's a monster every two steps and it's just you know a nice fun way to waste some time. That's not here anymore. Mm. You can't adjust the the monster encounter rate. You can adjust the difficulty, which I imagine is somewhat the same.
2: But I don't know. A little bummed out about that. I mean, it raises the stakes, but yeah, it can be really annoying. Uh, I I actually didn't look at what the checkpoint safe system was like. Um, whether it's it's pretty liberal. Obviously, there are ways around um, getting yourself in trouble. Uh, they they seem to have adjusted the difficulty a lot. I think that was one of the biggest um points of feedback that they got from the yeah. original that it was kind of unbalanced and all over the place, right? Yeah. 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 They you know the graphics are a little bit better. I
0: uh, on the last demo, the enemies looked like almost like claymation. I mean they didn't yeah. move that way, but the models themselves and they've given them some more textures now. Um, I tell you, man, and-
1: oh, I kinda I, I kinda think it's here that they sound or look like claymation. I, I'd be into that. <laughs>
3: I, I, I I started this demo this morning. I haven't gotten super deep into it, but, and I didn't play the last one, but like, I haven't played a game where I hated the character design so much and loved loved the environment art so much. Like that disparity is huge in this game for me. I think the characters and the monsters and even the like attack animations are like, genuinely bad in some places and then the worlds around them are like gorgeous just incredible
2: to look at yeah the towns look really cool and it looks like it looks very picture book like right yeah and and when
3: you like when you like enter a building and it like kind of zooms in on this like sort of like pop-up book style also Mm. like yeah like that stuff is awesome and then like i look at the characters and i'm like why is one of you dressed like or like a Russian like princess. And then the other one is dressed in like (laughs) like a black suit that looks like out of Final Fantasy 15. And then the other (sighs) one is a knight. And like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And they all have like golden eye, big head mode on. Like it's bad to me.
2: Seth is going to get mad at you in a second. I don't, I don't like the way the characters look. I never liked them in, in bravely default one, but the game's definitely not ugly. I actually like the monsters. Monsters look cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, if you're looking, (laughs) <laughs> for something to make sense you're not playing a jrpg is not where you want to be <laughs> but you yeah i mean this,
1: this uh, they, that's JRPG. so funny to hear that you guys say that because like they just look yep. like jrpg characters to me
3: but to me like JRPGs still like have some sort of through line and like thematic style to me and like these characters the main characters look so different from each other that it is jarring to me in a way that like i'm I don't see in other JRPGs commonly, and again, this is just my opinion. If you like the way they look, that's that's totally great. I'm not trying to like shoot anyone down here. It's just like it is weirder to me than most JRPGs I've played stylistically.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. And if uh, and if you, if you didn't play the demo, by the way, it is the most JRPG of modern JRPGs. <sighs> right? It's like very it is like yeah. it's like jumping back to the uh, you know the the Final Fancy four five six days yep. like yeah with a similar style and a similar battle system and all of that. So but that's, like not, turn-based, that's not true. That's
1: not new. That. Like that's no. what bravely default is. No. Right. Yeah, like no, that, I, like, I like, really
3: appreciate. I really appreciate that. There is a series doing that in
0: 2020. Yeah.
3: Right. And 2021. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's super cool that that, that style still exists. Uh, gameplay wise.
0: Yeah, this is, I mean, the thing that appeals to me most about bravely default before we move on was that for me, it was the continuation of, the final fantasy series that we never got once hmm. final fantasy seven hit they're like oh people want to look at real boys wearing leather and uh like leggy ladies and so then it went to this weird like zippers and, and and chains sort of thing and i always wanted to see the sort of uh super nes nes style you know like cute chibi style characters you know enemies on one side heroes on the other they jump back and forth to fight that's what i want and bravely default like definitely hits on that and you know it's got all the the cliches there's a there's a water crystal now there's water everywhere what are we gonna do about it hey who's this guy he seems kind of creepy but he's definitely not the bad guy or is he i have to wait to the end to find out that one (laughs) (laughs) uh games out this week other than the bravely default two demo unto the end dicey dungeons the collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legends, which I'll talk about when we talk about what we've been playing, and Funimation app. Who knew Funimation, yeah. owned by Sony, is now on the uh, Nintendo Switch? Whoa! Get your Kratos NBA next your
1: Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Yep. Kratos is already on Switch in Fortnite.
2: Oh,
0: that's true. That is true. Weird. Back Everything's
2: loopholes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's talk about what we've been playing. I'm very excited. I've been playing Final Fantasy Legend for the <laughs> Nintendo Game Boy. I got the Saga collection. It is, uh, you think the 3D All-Stars collection is, is low effort. This might be the lowest effort uh, yeah. collection I've ever seen. It's clearly designed for uh, mobile devices. Thankfully, you can turn the on-screen controls off. You can also, this was this got me very excited. You can turn the screen to a vertical orientation so you could play it. Like a Game Boy, if you wanted to. I was really excited because I I was gonna get one of those flip grips. Turns out it turns it the wrong way. So you'd have to oh, have the flip yeah, grip. Cool. Yeah, and there's no way to turn it around the other way. But you know, it's nice. 20 bucks. It's the three games, a couple of uh some 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 different wallpapers to play it with, no sort of like history stuff, no anything. It is just ROMs and a Game Boy emulator for 20 bucks. Good games. So, uh,
1: you know, I, I've done some research here and a lot of historians actually say that Saga sucks. Uh, how do you feel about that statement, Seth?
0: <laughs> I, you know, I actually never played the Final Fantasy Legends series, mm. nor have I played any of the Saga games. I only have nostalgia for this because I wanted so badly to oh. play it and I never got to. And now I'm playing it and I'm like, this is a dense RPG that makes no sense whatsoever. I'm loving it. I got to get out the, <laughs> the guides to figure everything out. It's exactly what I want. Seth, so, you're a weird dude. I am. I, you know, I march to my own, to my own drummer, buddy.
2: Yeah, I, I think our attempts to rile up Seth uh, keep on failing. Um, no, He just doesn't <laughs> care. He just doesn't care about anything. He's That's too true. chill. That is not He's true. Too chill. I'm He's just too out. Out the Bravely Default characters. There's no reaction. He's just cool as a cucumber. Yeah, right. I mean, hey look, I could get I mad about what other people
0: like or don't like, but I have no control over that, so all you do it should be a wasted emotion
1: If you do get mad about what other people like, though, you can start a YouTube channel, Seth.
0: Oh think about that oh, oh. Nice. I'm going to be rich yeah, rich as astronauts.
1: Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I've always been very like on the fence with Saga because I do remember playing Saga when I was a kid and being like, I don't understand this at all. Like, (laughs) I don't. This does not make any sense to me whatsoever. So I thought it was kind of an odd. Like, there are so many Square games that are kind of lost to the void, right? Like at the moment, or or that aren't on the Switch or that aren't available. And so like when they announced this Saga Collection, I was like, Really, Saga Collection? That's what you're going to bring out? Like, oh, okay, man.
3: I was talking to somebody on Twitter uh, earlier this week cuz they were asking for I think it was Final Fantasy 4 uh, a Final Fantasy 4 re-release or port basically is what they wanted uh, and I was like careful Mom, what you, you, you wish for cuz like every square enix re-release is like only delivered via a monkey paw wish or like you get it, but something's but? wrong. Like, like, Oh, you want final fantasy seven. Okay. Here is the mobile version from five years ago that had an audio bug that was already I, I, patched out on PC.
2: Like what? Like, okay. I want four redone as Octopath traveler. Yeah. Stuff. Mm, I would love that. That would uh, just be so good. Yeah. You, you completely keep the feel of the original game, but you update it and make it interesting for people to return to. Yeah. Uh, Square. Hey, you really wanted to talk about Grindstone. No, so, I mean, like, you, you've
0: also been playing Fire Emblem OG, right? I played the original Fire Emblem. Yeah. Look what and- arrived. Oh, shout out. Oh, that's nice. Wow! Shout out to weird. my friend, Chris. It is. I didn't know what it was when it was on my porch. I was like, what? Is, oh, by the way, I'm holding up the Fire Emblem 30th anniversary collection.
2: I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. I was I was so tempted, but I'm like, I have so many boxes in my it house is, now. But now that you I, see
1: it, are you so mad that you didn't buy it? You, can still buy it. you no.
0: can still buy it now. You can still buy Yeah. And it's got a book. It's got the, the, the cartridge is amazing. It's got a little Nintendo power poster. It is. Mm. This is I, I hope that Nintendo does more collections like this because this is exactly how you do this is and it was like 49 dollars i think it's okay. incredible Buy yeah no link. send me a link set <laughs> i highly i'll send you the, the the deal link for amazon but uh yeah what do you think um the game itself had i played the had this game been translated and brought to the united states when i was 12 years old this would have probably been my favorite game of all time in 2020 after you know not ever really finding a strategy rpg that clicks other than a maybe Bahamut Lagoon, a little bit uh this is is a tough one to play but i'm gonna i'm gonna stick to it
2: no and, I, and that's i i brought this up before it came out it's like if you're into fire Emblem and you want to see how it all started this is a good game to get it's obviously cheap uh it's great that it was translated um but it but it is missing a lot of the things that came later right like just the ability to see how far how far your characters can move or how far your enemies can move so all of these kind of quality of life uh, life up, upgrades came later and then obviously the storyline from the nes game was redone uh in in the, in the sequel so there are better ways to play it um but you know from an historic from a historical perspective it's just really cool to see how it started and how simple it was yeah,
0: yeah. this would have been a top five nes game for me had it come out at the time because so it awesome, is yeah. it's so cool and the little animations of the characters when they when they're battling each other it's
2: it's pretty great, great. Hmm. yeah um so yeah, I've been playing I've been playing a couple of games. Obviously, I'm still playing Picross S5. Like these Picross S games last for months because I play them in little bursts. Like where, before I go to sleep, I do a couple of puzzles, something like that. Um Space Invaders Forever just came out and it actually includes uh multiple games um and game modes. So it has the the kind of Space Invaders Forever. Update to Space Invaders, which you know it's got this techno beat, beat going, crazy animations, uh, mixes up like you still have your enemies going left to right, but it mixes up things by having you know certain invaders that explode when you hit them. So you want to kind of strategize what to hit. You can do color combos and get more points by stringing together um, you know combos. It has bosses, all that. Actually, a really lovingly crafted update where they they take the spirit of the original game and they. You know, they just kind of make it more exciting. It's got an adventure mode, which is a little bit like Star Fox, where you have like branching paths on a map that you follow. It includes includes a four player version of the original Space Invaders. So giant freaking widescreen full of invaders uh, and four players at the bottom with the classic sound effects, the shot and all of that uh and then it also comes with Space Invaders <laughs> X Arkanoid which is you have to turn your switch sideways and you have a vertical version of a mix of Arkanoid the you know the yeah ball breaker can you do of. the sound effect right. again no um and then oh. um and then uh you have to you have to scroll back um, okay and then uh yeah the final game I'm playing is Grindstone which is just freaking amazing um i played i played it last year uh, when it came out on Apple Arcade and that was one of the reasons for me to get the subscription uh, and and eventually also kept it but it's it is the best puzzle game now on the Switch um, so if you're into color matching games this one is it's not just about connecting things of the same color It 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 just feels so good because you're you're directing this like this this big buff monster dude who slays the jerks these these monsters <laughs> and like the way it feels when when you string together like fifty of them it's just Ooh. so exhilarating and cool. Yeah. It's you know you can for people with kids you can turn off the gore you can turn it up. Um, it just keeps on evolving like as you progress through the levels they're bringing new elements. It has boss battles that are different from the regular fights upgrades to the character it has a daily challenge mode with leaderboards it is it's a real deal it's really yeah.
1: awesome. do, do you know maybe you mentioned it here but do you know how much it costs on
2: on switch uh i bought it but i forget so if i look at the nintendo page and well,
3: while you're looking thick, that up one yeah. thing i would stress too is that like real quick it it is a matching symbol puzzle game but it does not feel like a match three right no. like it's okay. it, it, it does not feel like Bejeweled or a game no. like that. So if you're worried, it is that sort of thing. Like I, I'd, I'd give it another look because it really it feels more like an action puzzle game than it does like a match three puzzle game. It's like it's really, such a it's really exciting.
1: It's such an awesome blend of a few different like genres. I think yeah. you know, like it's it's definitely a puzzle game, but there's upgradable weapons and like you know like i a lot of heart i think a lot of thought that has gone into this game and also it has one of the the best uh suite of sound effects in any game in recent memory i like play it with headphones if you're playing it in handheld and and when you line up like Paris saying when you line up like 25 enemies to chop through which is like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's so satisfying to hear it yeah
2: and it's um yeah the music is really good too it, it's got a great sound sound um soundtrack mm-hmm. in general uh, so the switch version compared to the um the iphone version is iphone is vertical right so what they did is they replicated the kind of square box the puzzle arena in the center of the screen and it zooms in and out and all that and then they basically filled the sides with the menus that are uh, usually overlaid on the iPhone version at the top and the bottom in it, and it works really well. Um, it looks really nice on uh, and runs nice, both docked and handheld. Um, and yeah, like it's a it's a competent port now, now the original is a touch a touchscreen game, and I will say playing it touchscreen is faster to string together the lines. You can play it touchscreen in handheld here, but it totally works with a stick control as uh, as well. It's just not as. That's fast like you after a while you get so good you just go brrr, you just bring together <laughs> stuff and it is a little bit more fun in touchscreen i'd say but
3: also man, also to answer the it's question so it's it's 15 right now usually 20.
2: oh that's right. okay hey that's a deal it's on sale for 15 right now it is awesome it is a top 25 game for me on the platform so okay yeah. we are back without zach um he he was the imposter so
0: we, he had to go just,
2: zach in time hey. <laughs>
0: Yes, that's what I'm talking about. We are back for question block. We're taking your questions. Uh, Right, right. Excuse me. Ritus Titus, which is one of the cooler names that I've ever heard. That is some some straight Roman general name right there. After trying out Doom Eternal on Switch, which actually runs surprisingly smooth. I have a question. What third party big games, in your opinion, have the biggest chances to be ported to Switch next year? Ooh that is a very tough question doom eternal you know what's funny
3: is doom eternal is now technically a first party game but for microsoft
0: oh yeah yeah,
2: that's true that i was gonna say (laughs) i was gonna say don't get your hopes up i think this is the beginning of the end of the big ports yeah Uh, and there are a couple of reasons for it one the pipelines for the uh, you know the the last generation of consoles is going to dry up, and the new games are going to target the new ones, which makes it even harder to port. Right, like porting Doom, um, created for the last generation of consoles is a great feat and this is a really competent developer but it's going to get harder now and so obviously there will be some pc also on pc games where maybe the the developers are aiming at lower spec machines that could be ported but then there's also the acquisition and the consolidation now in the market where you know bethesda now going to microsoft means one of the biggest supporter of ports um is likely unlikely going to port all of their games over uh in the future. So. I feel like it's the, the beginning of the end for those big console ports. Yeah. That said, maybe we'll we'll see more streaming games, right? Like if this <laughs> uh, if these streaming experiments in Japan and the US um are successful, you could imagine like games that are already made available on Stadia will also be streamed on the on the Switch through um the service whatever it will look like. But um yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't hold my breath for a lot more.
0: Yeah, I think pretty much it's going to be whatever does come down the pike is going to be limited to stuff that is able to run on pc just because they will have made the build for the low powered pc machine so uh nothing immediately springs to mind i mean yeah. maybe maybe the the low res death stranding will come to switch next year Seth, we that at least, that's not gonna
2: happen we,
3: <laughs> at, we at least know that apex legends is coming at some point Yep. because that got delayed out of 2020 but yeah, yeah it's harder to think about like that's what i was thinking is maybe there's something else from ea that like m- that's like a little older that they might be working on jedi yeah. fallen
2: order right like there may be games right. like that that would uh, will arrive later that are from the last generation and still relevant i, I love that game i thought it was really cool
3: i think um, you could also potentially see like you said streaming stuff like maybe capcom was happy with resi 7's streaming version maybe we'll get like a resident evil 2 remake streaming version sort of thing. oh that'd be that's yeah. i think that has a more of a chance than seeing like like we said before cyberpunk right right like oh not, yeah that's it's, not gonna happen
2: it doesn't even work <laughs> on uh, last gen console so yeah it doesn't even run on last gen yeah my my yeah. Series x uh version of cyberpunk runs pretty well though in yeah in quality mode. the that's really nice game i would like most like to see brought to nintendo
0: switch would be the metal gear solid hd collection oh, yeah. and that's two generations ago and they're old games anyway so and i think that would be so great on if, nintendo there's switch. Still, if there's
2: still a beating heart uh at konami that is not filled with pachinko balls <laughs> <laughs> we may be seeing some of those classics because yeah that would make make all the sense in the world too with you know solid snake is such a center stage character yeah Smash and so beloved uh yeah i would love to see all that stuff too Um, and i think that that's what you will see you'll see some companies going back to their earlier last gen console lineups and converting them and so you know if you're a nintendo only owner that's obviously pretty cool to get those but man like the moment call of duty wasn't simultaneously released anymore you know like ea is buying codemasters so you might not see all of their games come across because they set their sights a little bit higher than smaller studios like Codemasters when it comes to unit sales. Uh, I think it's going to dry up the current-gen conversions.
0: They could bring back all those unlicensed uh, NES games that Codemasters used to be famous for making. Yeah, exactly. Uh, This next question is from Levi Grove. Levi wants to know, what's on your Christmas wish list? Ooh, your Nintendo holiday dreams... Tom, do you have any Nintendo holiday dreams this year?
3: Not holiday, not Nintendo holiday dreams. You know what my Christmas like? I'm going to get real with everybody real quick. For okay. A second. You know what my Christmas wish list was this year? Just pajamas.
2: I don't oh, put on yeah. pants
3: oh. at all anymore. I want the comfiest pajama pants you can send me because I have a closet full of jeans and slacks that haven't been worn in 10 <laughs> months. So um. I- that was my Christmas wish list this year. was just like comfy stuff to,
0: yeah like that's actually that's great, yeah that's, <laughs> that's
2: what about you pair? are you are you looking for comfort or are you looking I have, for I have everything i'm i live uh <laughs> no, I live vicariously through my kids, so um my yeah my youngest son is getting a a telescope, oh nice. Uh, and I had one as a kid and obsessed over it and he's going nuts over it. He's he's the little scientist in the house. And, uh, so I'm really looking forward to, to that. And then generally like, I just, you know, just Christmas stuff. I just buy dishes and stuff for the kitchen for myself, <laughs> not for my wife. Oh
0: yeah. It's, it's it's that's the reason for the season right there. Yep. Dishes no, exactly. for the kitchen. Yep. Is it almost, it's a, it's a false rhyme. Yeah. I just I mean, want the, these, this pair of Nike, uh, winter shoes. They look really cool.
2: I was, I mean, <laughs> I, I, my original plan was to be in Japan right now um, oh. you know, with my friends um, from my college days um, with kids uh, and wife in tow. And obviously all of that got canceled. So I'm also wishing for a return to normalcy so we can finally yeah. see see our friends and family again, you know, especially somebody whose family is scattered around the globe and not in the US. Um, that would be really nice.
0: Yeah, and I mean... Um, I would love nothing more than to go to Super Nintendo World in Japan, just for the sake of the show, you know, as a work responsibility. I understand my responsibilities of what I have to do, what yeah. sacrifices I have to make huh. to to sit in this chair right
2: huh. now in Casey's absence. So, you know, we'll see. Yes. You have IGN Japan and they are, they've already been invited.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but what about, what if, what if there are, what, what, what if there are deals in in nintendo world yeah coupon codes
2: yeah. yeah buy two koopa slurpees and get one for free we How? my whole family we
0: got our passports uh last like september with like great plans we we're gonna travel abroad we went to quebec city last year and this year we were gonna just kind of roll the dice
2: and... this is so funny to me so was that the first time you got a passport
0: well, I had a passport when I was 16 and then when I was in the military you don't need a passport I your see. military okay. ID yeah. works as a passport. So, yeah, we've but this, this was the- like
2: Yeah, we've had this in the past like when uh you know, years ago when we had hired so- someone new to work at IGN and we're like, "All right, you're we need you to urgently drop in and travel to this event, you know, like somebody dropped out from our Tokyo Game Show trip and people are like, "Oh, I don't have a passport." Whereas like growing up in Germany, you needed a passport to go into Holland, which was yeah. 10 minutes by bicycle right so um, we all had we (laughs) we were born with passports
0: well up until you know 2001 if you wanted to go to canada in maine you just drove across the border and there you go that was it there was no passports they were they didn't even really care like yeah okay you're 19 you're here to drink we we understand you know go 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 have fun eh so uh (laughs) that's completely off subject here. We'll do one more question. As your barber wants to know, in honor of Among Us dropping, which Nintendo hero is most sus? Ooh, Nintendo Mario.
3: hero is the specified thing. That is, oh. yeah,
0: that's a critical. They, it's Wario Yeah, they immediately were the first to jump to mind. But it's like, well, no, they're not heroes. They're but they're not really villains either. They're just like antagonists, I guess. But I'm gonna that's say luigi Luigi's sus and we we never knew that he always seemed like this cool like younger brother who could fly jump for some reason but then you know he the luigi stare came out and we saw the dark side of luigi in mario Kart 8 and so i think i think there's something going on there i think he doesn't i don't think i think he's tired of living in the shadow of his of his of his brother
2: mario mario yeah, no, I, uh, that's a good one. I would pick Captain Falcon because oh, that's a good if you one too. follow the lifestyle of famous race car drivers, successful drivers, you know, there's drugs and adultery and, you know, yeah. all, sorts, all sorts of drama and intrigue and <laughs> drivers want to kill each other by smashing into them. Um, yeah, I, I, oh, that's I, a good one. I, I don't trust him. Like, I don't know how he made his money to afford that blue falcon.
0: And you know what branch of the military was he in to gain the rank of captain?
2: Yeah, he's a captain, right? Well, right. He cap- maybe he captains the Falcon.
0: Oh, that's also true. I guess you don't actually have to be. You know, you could be the yeah. captain of a fishing boat. But I, th- I think there's a dark story somewhere. I think so too, mm-hmm. Tom. What about you? Who, who, which Nintendo hero do you think is the most sus? I'm going Donkey Kong. Donkey, because <laughs> you don't
3: go from kidnapping a woman and that's true to to go-karting with him like nothing happened yeah that man
0: has Ah, a history that is yeah that is very true but i'm i'm willing to you know give him the benefit of the doubt you know he might have really looked inside his monkey self all his bananas got stolen. How mm-hmm. did he get that many bananas?
3: What did he need that many bananas for? What was that he is worried?
0: true because bananas are a zero sum game. You know, like the more bananas you have is the fewer that somebody else could have. Right. There are yeah. only so many bananas in the world. So I yeah, yeah, yeah. I think something shady is going on there. That's a, that's a great answer. Awesome. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we know which Nintendo heroes we all are suspicious of. Um, <laughs> But I want to thank you, Tom and Pear, for uh, being on my second ever show. It was, it's always so much fun. I wasn't going to thank Zach because he left because he thinks he's better than us. I want to thank everybody who sent, sent in a question. And uh, that's all the time we have for Nintendo Voice Chat. Thanks for listening. And remember, NBC is the only place where you can get the thing. Get that thing. Get it.